Hello, and welcome to the Killer Cuties Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cassidy, and I've seen almost every horror movie out there. And I'm KD, and I've seen almost none of them. So join us each week as I attempt to make a horror fan out of KD. As a warning, we will be discussing spoilers and some uncomfortable topics that may be in the plots. So feel free to check out the film on DoesTheDogDie.com first to check for any triggers before listening. Today we're going to be talking about our first Stephen King adaptation, 2007's The Mist. Let's get spooky. All right, so I'm going to kick us off with a summary of The Mist. So after a storm, a thick mist starts covering a small town in Maine. David and his son Billy go to town to gather supplies, and they're stuck inside when a mist envelops the store that they're in. And as some people go into the mist, it becomes clear that there are dangerous creatures within it. Uh, the people in the store start separating into sort of factions with one woman, Mrs. Carmody, who is kind of reminiscent of uh, Bev from Midnight Mass, which we covered in a few episodes ago. Uh, she starts gathering religious followers who believe that this is the end of days. Uh, David is not in that faction, and his group decides to go next door to the pharmacy to gather supplies after some creatures break into the store and injure some people. However, the mission fails, and Miss Carmody uses this failure as a sort of proof that she's right. Uh, it gets more people on her side, too. Uh, we also find out that a military operation nearby is responsible for the mist because they were attempting to open doorways to other dimensions. I guess that worked, so here we are. <laughs> Uh, but Miss Carmody's faction eventually starts sacrificing people to the creatures in an attempt to appease them, and she kind of turns on David's faction as well. Uh, David and his group do escape after they shoot her, rip, and they make it to his car, where they decide to just keep driving until they run out of gas. They don't have any other options left. Everyone in the car, uh agrees that they don't want to die to the creatures, so they're just going to keep driving and driving until they hopefully reach the end of the mist. They don't. They run out of gas, and because no one really wants to die to the creatures, David uses the four bullets that are left in the gun to kill the three other adults in the car, as well as his own son, Billy. He then steps outside to die to the creatures himself. Only he doesn't. <laughs> Just then, the mist clears, and a military convoy with civilian survivors comes into focus. David breaks down as he realizes he could have saved everyone in the car if he'd only waited a few moments. <laughs> I will never recover. It's so fucked. Like, I can't help but laugh. Like, what? What? <laughs> oh, my God. The way my mouth, my chin hit the floor, I think you told me to, like, be prepared for an ending. Yeah. I I could not have been prepared for that. No, I don't. I don't think there's anything that could prepare you for the end of this movie. Personally, I'm obsessed with it. I think it's incredible. And even Stephen King said that he wished he had written that ending. The movie is it's based on a Stephen King novella, and when he saw this, he was like, "Oh, that's a better ending." Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, but the director was actually previously offered thirty million dollars to do the movie if he changed the ending. And he said, no. Yeah, he actually waited. And I think he ended up taking, like, half of that to make it with this ending. Well, he did it the way he wanted. It was a choice. There just aren't words. Yeah. It's a wild way to end the film. 
I liked it though. It's got balls. Yeah, you you always say if a kid dies, it's got balls. Yeah, no one wants to watch a kid die. So when they do, it's kind of like okay. Yeah. I was actually watching this with friends once, and we were talking about like movies with wild endings, and I just assumed that everyone had seen it. So I was like, oh yeah, like in the mist when he shoots his kid, and then immediately gets saved. And like the looks that they gave me, they were like, "What the fuck kind of movies are you watching?" Spoiler alert! It's, yeah. <laughs> Do you think he got a pass for the murders, though? Like, because <laughs> like the simplest investigation would show that the people in the car were shot. They weren't killed by the monsters. Yeah. But do you think he even got a trial, or do you think the military men were just like, wink, wink, nod, nod, we get it, buddy? I personally would rather just be sentenced to death after that. Like, oh, you just shot four people? I'm going to shoot you? Thank you. Like, just, that's how that would go. Yeah. I think if I killed my kid, I'd, I'd be done. Yeah. There's no more for me. Especially when, like, literal seconds go <laughs> Oh, my God. When Melissa McBride's character, just, like, the camera follows her in the truck. Yeah. we Yeah, we should mention, if people haven't seen it and you're watching uh, or listening, there's a character very early on who she's trapped in the store with them and she realizes that her kids are stuck at home and she can't leave them alone. So, like, she's asking everyone in the store if they'll go with her to help her get her kids and everyone's like nah we're not we're not doing that so (laughs) she eventually just ventures out at the end like alone and then the very end we see her in the group of survivors with the military convoy and that's melissa mcbride's character that katie's referencing here yeah i've literally never wanted to punch someone in the face more (laughs) what because she was so haughty about it there she was. She survived. Meanwhile, this poor guy just killed his kid. <laughs> but isn't that like like a fun little twist of events? I, fun is not a word I would use, but it it sure was a twist. Originally, when they were driving, they were supposed to see her dead. And that like that was the original script. And then the director loved her scene so much that he was like, nah, she's going to be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely helped it, it it helped with the idea that he could have saved everybody. He could have saved everybody more than once. That guilt alone would be enough for me to be like, I'll just find another way to die. Yeah. They were gonna have the people in the grocery store too at the end with the survivors. To show <laughs> to show that even if he had stayed at the grocery store, he would have been fine. Oh my what did he do to those writers? <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, but they'd already wrapped, so the actors had left. They were like really just trying to pin home the fact that David were made every bad decision possible every chance he could. It's so messed up. And honestly, that's like obviously the heaviest part of the movie, but also that's really the scariest. That's what really sticks with you after you watch it is this idea like how many times could he have saved all these people? And his poor kid. Yeah. I I think that is something that I like about this movie is that like you think when you're watching it that he's made all the right choices. 
But it's not until the end that you realize he didn't. Because, yeah, if everyone in the grocery store was losing their minds and sacrificing people, I would get out of there, too. Wrong choice. If a woman's saying, I'm going to venture out into this monster mist, please come with me. I'd be like, no. Wrong choice. Speaking of the monster... What did you think of him? Don't, don't say what you're going to say. Which one? I'm not going to... What do you mean, which one? There were tentacles, Katie. Which monster? There were so many! Yeah, yeah, the tentacles one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> t- Tentacle monster was fine. I feel like you didn't really get to see that that much of it. Yeah, you just see the horny part. Sorry. Run that back. Yeah. I said you just see the horny part. Got it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted that for a sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the tentacle like monster kills Norm the bad boy. He's played by Chris Owens, who's the Shermanator in American Pie. Oh, I had no idea. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Fun fact for you. More bad decisions by the main character, by the way. The whole generator thing, going out to to fix the generator. The whole movie was about how shitty of a decision maker this guy is. Well, I don't... Yeah. I mean, it wasn't his fault. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he was making the best decisions he could. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's what's scary. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say it. I haven't seen Thomas Jane, who plays David, in very many things. Not a great actor. I didn't really buy it in the end when he was, like, crying. I was like, babe, I don't know. You know, I don't think this movie was about acting. No, it certainly was not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of a common theme throughout, just bad acting. (laughs) So true. Marsha Gay Harden, though, she did did amazing. She played Miss Carmody. True, yeah, and Laurie Holden did Laurie Holden things. Uh, Speaking of which, did you notice that half the cast of Walking Dead is in this movie? I I didn't, because I've... I've never seen The Walking Dead. Yeah, the second I left my mouth, I realized you've never seen that. Yeah, it's very off-brand for me to have not seen it, though. So, Yeah, but uh, Lori Holden's in it. Jeffrey DeMunn's in it. Melissa McBride, obviously, she's one of the main characters in it. Uh, but yeah, it makes me wonder if Frank Darabont, is, if that's who the director was, if um, there's some sort of relationship there with The Walking Dead. Yeah, I don't, like, if he's worked on it, I don't know. Yeah. Let me look it up. Yeah. Yep. He was a writer for 177 episodes on The Walking Dead. There you go. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he does Shawshank and The Green Mile, too. Yeah, he's done a lot of Stephen King. I was going to say a lot of mind fucks, but I guess that's just, I mean, Stephen King. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What didn't you like about this movie? Um, there were a 
a few things that I wasn't like a huge fan of. Uh, this movie is like all ending for me, and the rest is kind of meh, if I'm being honest. Uh, I was confused yeah. about the neighbor. Like at the beginning, they really build up this tension between David and his neighbor Brent, who, by the way, is played by Andre uh, Brower, who plays the chief in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's so good in that show. Then there's this poor movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> the tensions between them get higher, and they get into this argument in the store, and then he just leaves. He walks into the mist, and he never comes back, and you never find out what happened to him. And it's so anticlimactic. Like, I really thought that he would play a bigger part in the movie the first time I watched it. Wait, wasn't wasn't he dead in the pharmacy? No, that wasn't him, but a lot of people think it was. Um, it was actually the one of the military men who he came in at like the very beginning. He came into the store and told the three military guys in the store that they needed to hurry and that he was going to the pharmacy. So that was mm. him. And then you just never find out what happened to Brent. Weird, weird. Because they had that whole thing about the tree falling down on his property or whatever. I know. It's so confusing. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of how they portrayed that character anyway. Yeah, it was it was very much like the angry black man trope, which just should have never been a thing. Yeah, and this movie is not even that old. Well, it's, it's 2007. Okay, that's closer to 20 years than 10, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> hurt to hear but yeah yeah <laughs> it is fairly old but i think it's also important that like as we go through these movies a lot of them are going to be dated a lot of them are going to have content that's not appropriate for this day and age or just not acceptable so i don't know i guess i think it's important to call that out yeah agreed yeah and kind of on the same note as the neighbor the mom like david and billy go to the store at the beginning and yeah there's a lot going on but like we never hear about her like they never mention her again until they get in the car and they find her dead but the whole time mm -hmm. david's having this flirty thing with amanda one of the people in the store and it's just weird like it felt like the movie was trying to get us to root for david and amanda which is a wild thing to do when he's got a wife at home. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, apparently in early drafts, they were supposed to have already known each other and were having an affair. Oh, yeah, that came out. Yeah, and it definitely, like, showed, and and I almost feel like they should have just kept it in because it would have at least made more sense as to why they were so flirty. It would have made the ending that much more tragic, right? Well, I don't know. Then kind of don't you, like, not root for him as much? I guess that's true. But he had to, ki he had to kill her. That's true. Yeah, I get your point. But I do, I feel like that wouldn't have made him, like, as sympathetic of a character. If, like... That's true, yeah. Right off the bat, he's just cheating. But, yeah. I think it I think it makes sense why it was cut, but it makes a lot more sense on why those two had so much chemistry throughout the movie. Cuz 
that's what they were going for originally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have they have they remade this yet? Not to my knowledge. Okay. I think it's about due. The production value is not uh, my favorite. Okay. You want, you want a missed remake, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, honestly, I, I don't think they can remake it because everyone knows the ending. Or, like, they couldn't do the same ending. And how are they going to make it better? Yeah, they can't. That's true. Yeah. I don't know of another movie that has this good of an ending. Can you think of any that would beat this one? No. I was kind of trying to think about it when I was, like, preparing for this. I was like, what's a comparable movie ending? But I don't, I don't, I don't think I could really think of one. I mean, there's a lot of movies with like fantastic endings, you know, like like Sixth Sense or Shutter Island. Um, yeah, Sixth Sense, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but it's usually because there's like a twist, right? Not just because it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Well, Sixth Sense is kind of a what the fuck moment too. I haven't seen Shutter Island though, so I wouldn't know. Is that a horror movie? Eh, it, it's more of like a thriller. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know though the so the mist like I mentioned was uh, based on a novella, and the novella actually inspired a video game called Half Life, and I was like, oh, I want to play it, but it's a first person shooter, and I suck at those, so nope. <laughs> I've watched some uh, streamage of Half Life. Oh, how was it? Well, I mean, it's an FPS, but I enjoy one occasionally. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, I looked up a poll on IMDb, by the way, of the most depressing slash disturbing movie endings. You want to do top 10? Yes, please. I, well, I mean, like, The Mist was definitely on there, right? But yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ex Machina. Is that how you say that? I think so. I've never actually seen that. Me neither. Uh, Memento. Oh yeah, yeah. I can confirm. It's really good, but it's a, it's a bit depressing. <laughs> um. Next is Dancer in the Dark. I've never even heard of that. Me neither. Uh, Mystic River, and then Gone Girl. Honestly, Gone Girl. I was just like, good for her. <laughs> That's another one that I think strays from the book a bit, though. Oh, does it? I haven't read the book. I have it, but I, I I need to still read it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Yeah, that yeah. that's a tough movie. That's yeah. yeah. Um, Old Boy. <laughs> you you know that one? <laughs> Is it awful? It's rough. I kind of forgot about that one. Ugh, I'm jealous. I've only seen a handful of these movies. Um, seven? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's in the box? <laughs> Just watch it. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Everyone in you. the world who has seen the movie will understand that reference. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Okay. Um, Requiem for a Dream. That's, yeah. So people always put that one in like the it's not a horror movie, but it should be category. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's disturbing. Isn't that the one with um your favorite person? Fuck Jared Leto. 
I'm going to say it right here, right now. <laughs> the title of this episode is now Fuck Jared Leto. I hate that guy. Oh, no. Yeah, we could do a whole episode about how I almost joined his cult. <sighs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, that's number two, though, Requiem for a Dream. And then number one. The Mist. Mist. <laughs> And it's kind of by a landslide, too. Uh, so I don't even need to watch any of these other movies because they'll never compare. True. I I think you should at least, though, watch Memento and Old Boy. Those are great films. Okay. All right. A lot of the other movies lower on the list, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know what I do think, though? I kept thinking about Train to Busan when I was watching it. Like, because I feel like this movie tried to do the whole ensemble cast that you grow to care about, but they mm. just, like, didn't do it as well. Like, Train to Busan, you had very small moments that immediately made you fall in love with these characters, where in this movie tries to do that, but I, I don't know, I wasn't that attached. Like, when people died, I was just like, meh, rip. <laughs> Okay, so so here's the thing. Between The Mist and Train to Busan, Train to Busan had great acting. <laughs> it sure did. And this movie, they were having a great time, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this, this movie felt inherently like late 80s, early 90s. It did not feel like we were almost at 2010 and making really good movies. You know, I think that's... I think that's what I dislike the most about it, that it's, it's almost camp. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would have been so much better if they had just gone full out and been like, yes, like, this is almost just a horror comedy at this point. Well, I mean, the monsters gave off that vibe. Yes. But then, like, they were all taking it so seriously. Like, it's a, it's a movie that took itself too seriously, and if they would have just had fun with it and really leaned into that camp, I think I would have liked it a lot more, personally. Or, like, the complete opposite. Like I mentioned before, if it had the production value of, like, A Quiet Place, where, you know, you're seeing up close to the monsters, they're really freaky, it would have been the whole package. It would have had a great ending. It would have been fucking scary. Yeah. This wasn't scary. This, this is not scary. How scary do you think it was? one yeah one yeah i think i think the idea of having that happen to you at the end is the scariest part yeah yeah i think uh, like making all the seemingly right choices and having them be wrong is the scariest part but to me it just doesn't it it's a creature monster movie which to me personally it's it's not scary it's more fun than it is scary to me yeah are there any creature features that gave you a fright? Like the creature itself? Like, fuck, I wouldn't want to see that in the wild. Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of movies that really scared me the first time I watched them. And I think they were all, like, people killing people. Like, that to me is the scariest because I don't... I don't believe we're gonna you know, let other dimensional creatures into this world. And I don't believe in supernatural stuff. I'm I'm very boring. I'm sorry. I don't believe in any of that stuff. So it's not scary to me because in my mind, 
it just couldn't happen. And maybe yeah. one day a ghost will take me out and I'll be dead. But <laughs> until that day comes. <laughs> you have ghosts. You have a ghost in your house. Okay, I mean, some people think I have a ghost in my house. <laughs> I think you have a ghost in your apartment. I don't. It turns off all your lights. No, I no, I realized what that was. The power went the out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the power went out. And when I turned it back on, it turned on the light. Because, okay, so it's, it's powered by remote. So when the power, it, its default is on. So when the power went out and then came back on, it recorded it as being on. Okay, so why did your power go out? Like the whole city block went out. No, it was the ghost. <laughs> Literally, Los Angeles Water and Power contacted us to let us know. <laughs> okay, well, I'd like to see those messages because I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can forward you the email <laughs> we received. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but I agree. I agree, though. It was not. It was not a scary movie. Quite, quite the contrary. How sexy was it? I feel like our answers are not going to align here. I said a one. It's a lot of bugs. I'm so sorry. The one tentacle just didn't, it didn't do it for me. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. It is a lot of bugs. It's a lot of bugs. Uh, But you know, okay, the, the tentacle was a little sharper than maybe it needed to be. Yeah, it didn't seem like a like a fun tentacle. I hate that I've said that. <laughs> Mom, please don't watch this episode. <laughs> New title of the episode. Mom, please don't watch this. <laughs> uh, um, no, uh, because of the tentacle, I give it a two and a half. Okay, so it's a it's a one, but then it gets. A one and a half for the tentacle, so putting it at a 2.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there were fewer bugs, like if if there had been actual tension between David and Amanda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then, you know, maybe it would have been a little higher. But yeah, two and a half for the two minutes of tentacle. One star for every minute of tentacle. (laughs) Wow, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I had a great time watching this. Oh, good. Good. It is a fun movie. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, how how fucked up did you think it was? Uh, pretty high. Very high. The ending alone. Okay. What did what did you rate it? 4? Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you say? 2? Yeah. <laughs> oh god <laughs> should i give it a 2.5 like it's it's just the ending though everything else is like not that fucked up the points alone yeah. for me are just for the ending i literally just told you that the entire world thinks that this movie has the most fucked up ending of any movie no you said it had the most depressing ending depressing slash messed up Oh, dist- okay, disturbing. Disturbing, excuse me. Dis- depressing slash disturbing. See? <laughs> but what is fucked up if not disturbing? All right. 2.5. That's what I thought. 
No, I'm just kidding. Go with your heart. <laughs> your heart said two. My heart said four. You know what? No. 2.5 because the, the spiders coming out of that guy in the pharmacy. Yeah. That bumps it up a little bit. I, I did not like that. That was not for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And that half goes to fucked up and not scary, right? Yeah. That was just fucked up. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. I'm trying to get over my fear of spiders. I really appreciate them for what they do. I just, I don't want them near me. They can be cute. Haven't you ever seen a jumping spider? Oh, yeah. Like the close-ups of them. Yeah. I do think that they're cute. And like the bigger, the better. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand my logic there, but if it's a medium-sized spider and it gets in my hair, that's where it lives now until I brush my hair, which could be weeks from now. Relatable. I don't even think I own a hairbrush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if it's big, then it's kind of cute because you can like see its facial features a little bit more. And I know yeah, where yeah. it is. Like if it's on me, I know it's on me. I don't True. like it when it, like, I think there's a hair on my arm and it's a little guy instead. I don't like that. Okay, that's, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, see, I'm more afraid of crickets than I am of spiders. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not so much anymore. I had some uh, immersion therapy. You just sat in a bucket of crickets or something? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, kind of. I worked for I worked for a reptile zoo, and people would come in and buy bags of crickets for their reptiles. And uh, I never wanted to do it, but they made me do it so that I would get over that fear. So yeah, crickets, roaches. I'll just pick them up and throw them outside now. I don't. I really don't like killing bugs. I'd rather just pick them up and take them outside, even ants. I don't. I don't want to kill a bug, but like, you got to get out of my house. Okay, so you put them outside. No. Because <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared it's going to jump on me. Okay, we've strayed. I don't know. How we ended yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, there, there were a lot of bugs in this movie. True. Bugs is a good topic for this film because it was mainly bugs. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think being in a glass grocery store with a monster outside. That might be my worst nightmare so far. I did not like the idea of a glass house and like the monster being able to see in. Yeah. It's it's not ideal. <laughs> yeah, not for me. Yeah. Uh overall though, what did you think of the movie? It's mixed. I think it's like it's like a like a two or a two point five. And it's mostly for the ending. I think it has to be a little bit higher than what I would normally rate it because I really love that ending. I it's so great. I love it so much. Yeah, it really is. It really is good. Who thinks of that? <laughs> I was gonna say two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just for the ending. Because it's not good acting. It's not good monsters. It's not good graphics. There's no set design. It's a fucking grocery store. I guess and the pharmacy. Yeah, but I I think I almost don't mind that. Like, I think it's kind of creative when movies, like, tell a story that all takes place in one location. So I don't, I don't necessarily hate that. Yeah. It just, it just didn't give them an opportunity to, like, make up for the places where they fell a bit short. Fair. 
Yeah. I I think I give it a little bit of leniency because it was almost 20 years ago. So it's like. Okay. But at what year do we stop giving that leniency? Do we ever have to? Because isn't technology always advancing? Like, aren't we always going to be finding new ways to make things look cooler and better in cinema? So, like, everything will always be a product of its time, right? Pose. Except Jurassic Park. That shit looks real to this day. (laughs) Yeah, and that was 1993. So I, I think you just answered your own question. What else even came out in 2007 when The Mist did? I have no idea. Avatar came out in 2010. So any movie after that has no excuse. I need I need you to stop using Avatar as like the pinnacle of film. <laughs> I fell asleep three times trying to watch that fucking movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. I can't do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, the one horror movie I had seen before all this came out in 2007 paranormal activity Mm. but that's found footage that doesn't really count yeah you don't really have to have as high of a production value for found footage yeah i'm trying to see if there were any like creature features or anything that would have had a lot of digital effects um a 30 days of night oh yeah not that i know what that means uh (laughs) halloween Halloween, Sweeney Todd. Wow, the original Halloween came out in 2007. No. I'm kidding. I'm not that dumb. Um, okay, you know what? You're right. It's a, it's a product of its time. It was kind of a long time ago. Yeah. So you gave it a 2.5? I was debating between a 2 and a 2.5. Uh, would you watch it again? Is there rewatchability? I would watch it again if I was watching it with someone who'd never seen it before. Like me. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would watch it again just to see someone's reaction to that ending. 100%. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I would almost pay money to see people reacting to this movie. <laughs> someone literally just said that we should record ourselves watching the movies. Yeah, that's true. I I would, but I don't... <laughs> I don't think I would have much of a reaction if I recorded myself since I've seen almost every movie on our list. Also, I hate the idea of putting makeup on to record myself. Yeah, put makeup on to watch a movie in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. (laughs) All right. Would you survive, Katie? Um, Do the people in the grocery store survive? If we want to go based on what the original vision for the movie was, if the director had had his way and the actors hadn't left, then yes, they would have been included in those like survivors at the end. Okay. Okay. Then I think so. You would have stayed. Yeah. Yeah. They just started throwing people to the monsters and you're just vibing with them. <laughs> well, no, I would be in my own little faction. Okay. Okay. But you would have stayed there. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think there's anything getting me out of that store. There's food, there's warmth, there's company, there's relative safety, I suppose. Yeah, I'd just be I'd be way too scared to go out into the mist. Okay. Yeah. 
I also said yes, I would survive. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I never leave my house. So I probably wouldn't realize that something was happening until the military mm-hmm. came knocking on my door looking for survive kids. <laughs> They're, oh my God. <laughs> I shouldn't even admit to this, but in 2008, there was one of the worst floods in Iowa's modern history. And Ooh. I didn't know that it had happened. <laughs> Until my mom mentioned it in passing, like, two days later. I <laughs> I was a teen. It was summer break. I was practically nocturnal. I wasn't watching the news. I was just on the line all day long. And so, like, I really think that I would make it through this movie by sheer force of ignorance. See, okay, we, we talk about this every time we do this segment. Where are we when this starts? Like, are we in the grocery store? Are we in the safety of our own homes? I think as long as you're saying that you're in the same situation as the characters, you're fine. Like, you don't have to be in the same location, but as long as you're saying, you know, the mist with creatures has enveloped your town, I think that that's fair. I, nothing's getting me outside. Actually, no, you'd see that tentacle and fucking run into its arms. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I just remembered the tentacle. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'm not like proactively going into the mist, but I'm not seeing the tentacle. So like, I'd be fine. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If you, if you never leave your house, then you wouldn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm at the store and I'm not helping start the generator, I still wouldn't see it. Yeah. And if you think about it, I think the only reason the mom died was because the windows were broken. Like, they could get in easily. See, that's another thing. Like, why is gl- glass, I don't understand. Do they have to be in the mist? And that's why even a glass barrier helps? I I think so. Like, I think the creatures live in the mist, so they don't really venture out. And if they are interdimensional creatures, then, like, Maybe they don't even know what glass is. They just think like, oh, I can't get like to them. So they don't know. They can just break it. Yeah, that would make sense. But also at the beginning of the movie, like ugh, no amount of money could make me give my neighbor a ride to town. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know a single neighbor that I have. So yeah, I, I wouldn't let them get in my car either. But if I knew them, like it was, it was very clear that David and Brent had some sort of relationship beforehand. And if their car was like completely destroyed and a storm was coming, I could see letting them tag along. Hmm. (laughs) Not me. Like I'm not doing it, but I could see how this might have played out with other people. (laughs) Yeah. You can see how it could happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Fair. You know what I have been enjoying, though, is that like, as we go along, we can sort of relate these ones back to movies that we've already covered. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was thinking about Train to Busan and the ensemble cast and how like people kind of divide in high-pressure situations, or like Miss Carmody and Bev from Midnight Mass, there was a lot of connection mm-hmm. there. Oh, and at the beginning of the movie, there's actually a poster for The Thing on David's wall. So that was fun, Hello. too. I didn't even notice that. I I, I forgot about the thing entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Two episodes ago. <laughs> um, well, why don't you think about it again? You take this time and you go think about it. 
well, good one. Well, okay. <laughs> I think it's fun. It's it's not the best movie ever. It's a fun first watch. And it's definitely fun if you have like someone who's never seen it before. Is it the best movie I've ever seen? No. But I think being a fan of horror means you're gonna watch a lot of bad movies. Okay, but but some of the bad movies are still good. Yeah, that's the point. It's like pizza. No matter how bad the pizza is, it's still pizza. Okay. Well, I was going to argue, but I don't really have one. Look at that. Look at us. Coming together. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. If there are any movies you'd like to hear us talk about, please let us know in the comments or shoot us a DM on our socials. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you back here next week when we talk about 2022's horror comedy, The Menu. Bye.